Leighton, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. We're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. All right, welcome everybody to Pottercast number 152. Wow. We are back. I'm Melissa. I'm here with John, with Sue Upton, John Noe and Frank, Frankie, Franco, Frank. Frankie. He's got a lot of names. <laughs> He's got a lot of names. Frank, Frankie, Frank, 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 Franco. Well, we have a great show this week. Many much things going oh, on. Oh, my. We've got lots going on, lots going we on this whole, week, I think, anyway. you got a lot of Phoenix stuff, don't we, this week? The return, it's back? Yeah. We have another Phoenix Files. Yeah. Everybody's... I've, I've read comments about people talking about, where's Phoenix Files? Is it uh, no more Phoenix yeah. Files? and. You know, we got lots of Phoenix Files this week, and then two more, and that's it. <laughs> the Half-Blood Files. And then it's time for Prince Files in a few months. Prince Files. Half-Blood? Ha- Prince yeah, Files. Yeah. The Half-Blood Chronicles? Are Prince Pieces? Half Prince blood Pieces? Bit? Prince... Half-Blood Drops. Half, ha- Half-Blood Bits? Oh. <laughs> Ew. It's too hard to say. <laughs> yeah. Pooty. Okay, first we have to check in with our kids at audiblekids.com. Podcast sponsor this week is audiblekids.com, which features a great community of readers and their parents who like to talk about books together. Go to audiblekids.com slash pottercast to download your free audiobook when you sign up today. Sue's News, Sue's News. Time for the news, Sue's. What's oh going on? Oh my goodness. Well, we had all been waiting on pins and needles Boo. for that Half-Blood Prince trailer, and it didn't Boo. show up. So why why do you think it was cut or was delayed? Well, I don't know. It just seems to me that there's probably a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of whole lot of movies going on, and maybe maybe they just got delayed for production reasons. I mean, you know, they had that the Dark Knight. You know, I mean, that's a, you know, Heath Ledger died. And this summer is just jam packed. I mean, look at this. I mean, we have like well Narnia, and then next week is is Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then Narnia. they got. You know, get smart yes. and Kung Fu oh Panda gosh, and it's just all kinds of things going on. Although Kung Fu is Kung animated. Fu Panda. Right? That's animated, right? Yeah. yeah I think so. DG. And the Hulk oh, the comes Hulk. out, That's too, right. Which is a big one. But I don't know. I'm hopeful. The Wally. 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 <laughs> Do that again. Wow. I want to hear... I want to hear Frankie's Wally voice again. <gasps> it was perfect. Wow. <laughs> Dude, is there anything you can't do? I swear. Oh, you guys are too nice. Oh, worry. I can't do it even close. Is this talking to your nose? It's wow. Can I say this back on Harry Potter now? Because this voice is... But even though we didn't see anything new from Half-Blood Prince too much, we did kind of see one new thing, and it was on a set report visit. We saw Tom, a new Tom Felton photo, and... um, uh-oh. Yeah, it was part of some girl got to go see. I don't know if we can even talk about it too much, but I just want to say, Uno poo. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Are you serious? Serious. Awesome. Say <laughs> God. So excited. Anyway, so this set, this girl had this great set visit report, and she's not a fan. She just, or I mean, she's not part of a site. She just got to go as, as being a regular fan. She got to go, and, and she gave this really detailed report that she put up on our forum and then sent it to us. And, I mean, she talked a little bit. She got to see them yeah. filming the second sum. How do you say that? Second Sumtra scene with Draco? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, uh. That's going to be really intense to watch that spell yeah. happen. But I mean, yeah. if there's a, you know, poo, Holy that means Molly. we're going to see the joke shop. Yes, they, she did. She yeah. talked about, she said it's the most fantastic set. It make you know, it's just, it's even better than Honeydew. Oh, I'm so excited they kept that there. Yeah, I just, uh, I, know. I know. Dang it. I'm so excited. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else she talked about. So she talked cool. about oh, Borgen and Burks, you know, and Diagon Alley and, you know, and oh, Ollivanders has been smashed. So there's Diagon evidence Alley. of, you know, like kind of, you know, things are going on. So that's kind of interesting. I thought they put those. Little, no. Yeah. yeah. Or Mr. Ollivander. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you can read the report and everything else on leakingnews.com. Um, yes. Um, oh, can I say yes. something? Speaking of reading news on leakingnews.com. Oh, yeah. 
It's a little different it nowadays. Looks so pretty. We have a whole new layout. We, went, we sort of went a little backwards. We did. Back in time, but I'm, I'm already partial to it, to be honest. And I didn't think I would be, but now we have all kinds of more room to put buttons for everything this site's all about. So that'll be exciting. We'll get more of those up soon, yeah. too. But I'll explain. Um, basically, we we used to have a double scrolling thing inside the, the main page of leakednews.com, and now we have just reverted back to the regular blog format so that it's easier for you to just catch yeah. up yeah. on your news. People are like, I don't want to yeah. click anything else. It's just an extra little thing that people aren't used to doing on the web, so we decided to, to, to revert back right. to our usual blog format. All your features are still there. Your tabs are on top and everything like that. And we have a new great Ooh. feature coming really Ooh. soon. We're really excited. Ooh, what, what could that mm. be? It's going to be something fun. Oh, fancy. I can't wait. <clears throat> um, you know, it's something else we saw, and it's not haplet prints, but this this made my day. Can I just say, we saw a new photo of Lucius Malfoy in Azkaban. Jason. <laughs> What is that all about? Oh, I What's was all that excited for you. All about? you. You probably see it in a newspaper or something. Right, right. Yeah. But he was so hysterical. Heard, he's there, he's got a neck brace on, and he's his arms are, he, I heard they give him, like, his own his own song to be singing depressed. What, nobody knows the trouble I've seen? <laughs> Pretty much. It lasts four and a half minutes. I mean, but, oh, it's just so hysterical. I don't know where, where they nobody found it, but this site, they also found this this really great, and I thought it was very funny. Because um, you remember at the end of Order of the Phoenix, they had that huge, intense battle of, in the ministry between, and then there's um, Voldemort, and it's this photo was a sh- uh, smiling uh, Ray Fiennes, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, um, Michael Gambon, and Dion Radcliffe, and they're smiling, and they had just been filming the scene, so you, they're all in their costumes, and yet here's the four of these guys, all just happily standing together and smiling in this group shot. It was really quite amusing, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> right it was weird seeing Voldemort with a nose. Yeah, you could see that they put those dots on them to, to like, because they, they, they... Yeah, the know. tracking stuff. So that was really... But it just looked... That's so cool. It looked so funny. But that made my day just to see... Anytime there's new Jason photos, I'm a happy camper. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I agree. Um, congratulations to Joe Rowling. She, uh, Jackie Rowling, was named um, author of the year by the children's... Um, Book awards. Um, she got like fifty five thousand votes or uh-huh. something, you know, for her work on Deathly Hallows. Wow. So congratulations! And she's also donating to nice. a new um, uh, for a charity auction for it's part of uh, well, Waterstones, and uh, all the money's going to go to um, dyslexia and stuff. But you can write your own um, postcard and put it up online and have a contest too, so you can be published in a book. Because this postcard, Joe, Joe, and thirteen authors have contributed um, individual postcards that they've drew and like wrote their life story and you can do the same thing and then you'll be so published cool. in the same book if you win this contest so that would be cool i was in the book with joe rolling there you go <laughs> pretty cool i don't know okay yeah that's um really cool not pretty cool really cool so yeah. awesome um, not to correct you um am i forgetting something i don't know anything else important mm, um no there's something else i can't think but i can't remember right now so no <laughs> Uh, we have some site news. We never really talk about it here, but if you check out Leaky this week, we've got a mm-hmm. bunch of contests. Our April Poetry Contest Yay, winners were, were um, announced. We also have a new icon contest, um, actually called Icon Test on Leaky. So go, make sure you get over there and check it out. We've got a lot of great, stu- great stuff mm-hmm, happening yeah. around the site. So are we done for here for I now? I think so. Let's get on with the rest of the show. Big old Phoenix Files week this week. Oh, yeah, let's go to the Phoenix Files. And welcome back to Phoenix Files, where we go through Order of the Phoenix. This week's going to be a little differently, as we're going to be doing in bigger chunks. And we left off... Where did we leave off last, John? We left off just before... The Patronuses, right? Oh, the Patronuses. The Patronize. I like the Patronize. Yes. And we're going to do a big chunk of it this time. Yeah, we're going to... We're going to do everything uh, up into the... Seen at the ministry, you know, which is awesome, and was in 3D. And then after that, we'll do the 3D ministry stuff, and then we'll wrap up, up with one more week with the rest of the movie, which isn't much, but probably just reflections on the movie as a whole as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're done with Phoenix. We can get excited about Apple Prince. Yeah, because, it's, I mean, it's starting to get exciting around here. Don't we have some important stuff to talk about that this week? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Some right. very important stuffs. 
right, so let's talk about so everybody's Patronus. Uh, this is going on. Can, can we talk about this scene real quick that goes right into it before we get there? Because it, they, they, they set up this whole thing so beautifully. I just think, I wondered how they were going to do it in the book because it was so powerful when you, talk, when you think about Neville and what happened to his parents. And I really wasn't sure how they were going to go for it. And they, they show Harry and Neville looking in that mirror, you know, right and it's real it's serious and you can see all the different like pictures and stuff and he says and he talks about 14 years ago how they tortured his parents and I just thought that whole scene was so nice and subtle and moving and then you go right into the patrol and you understand it kind of like reinforced why they're actually doing it I don't know maybe just to me just no I think it's I think it's a good point because like you said we didn't get that emotional scene of seeing Neville interact with his parents right. who don't even know him right. type of thing that was a big deal and that was that's a big like that's who Neville is you know what I mean like how where he comes from and so the fact that they were able to to handle it with such tact and and without enough I get well not enough but without a lot of time right. in the movies I think it was very effective and I think those pick the, the fact the picture that Sirius gave him they gave Harry in the, in the beginning of the movie that played a nice role him looking at the pictures it, and kind of having a reason right. and, and yeah and it kind of tied the prophecy in with subtly with Harry and him because we don't really get that in the movies but in the books you know Harry realizes that that, that he could have you know Neville could have just easily been in his shoes type yeah. of thing. And so, like, because like, they're like, we, we won't let them down. We'll, we'll fight. Or, I think he said something like that. But. Yeah. yeah, we'll make them proud. I think that's what he said. But I yeah, liked it because yeah, they, we'll they cut to their faces, Frank and Alice Longbottom, and it gave them a face. And when he's talking about them being tortured, and when you put a face to that image, you know, we, we can all read about it dispassionately and just, you know, be unemotional. And then you go and you see this, this happy young couple who had just had their first young child, mm. and then you realize what the Death Eaters did to them and Voldemort and his life. I just thought that was really a cool moment. So I agree with you. I thought that was really tastefully done by the movie makers, by David Yates and them. I just thought that was really cool. So go, Neville, go! I love him, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love Neville. I think it was, it was effective it was. because, like, like, honestly, you can't spend that much time on a subplot like that yeah. in a film, especially on these films because there's so much. But I think it was very tasteful and tactful how they did it and how they addressed it. But then we go right to our Patronus lessons. Yes, go Harry, go. I love this scene. This scene's yeah. amazing. Actually, the the Patronuses were some of my favorite effects uh, of of the movie, and I've, I think I've it was spent, my favorite. I've spent a lot sure. of time uh, looking up how they how they did them, but that information probably won't be very interesting. No, I thought somebody um, said that Ginny's was a folks. phoenix after this, which is wrong. She's a horse apparently. But Joe, yeah, Joe really did horse. really did tell, like she told, as we've read before, she's told them all. The extra patron, the extra info. So that's how we know that Luna's was a hare, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that fits her perfect though. That fits Luna really well. I thought that was a good patronus for her. You yeah. know, that that very light, yeah. kind of scampery, just mm-hmm. like her, you know. But it, it's still it's better than a a rabbit. Mm-hmm. The hair, like hair, has a little more substance to it. It's a little mm-hmm. stronger. Yeah, I and think it's, it's it's nice to take. And it's also flightier, right? It's faster. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that suited her then. And then I liked. Um, we didn't get to see what Fred and George's no, were. We no, we didn't. I'd like to ask her that one day. Ron's was cute with the puppy. What are they anyway? Do we know? I wonder if twins Patronuses are um, similar. Yeah. I bet they probably would have, would would be. Can we talk or something similar? Well, no. For a minute about. I'm sorry. What's you? I was going to say no. Just because they're twins, I think that no. they're two different people. They're still individuals. I mean, no. So I'm going to say that they were different. That's going to be my vote. Sorry. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute about the about the plausibility of breaking into the room of requirement? Yes, let's do. Yeah, because uh, I yes. hate that. I hate that. <laughs> the whole purpose of a room where you can't be caught, the room of requirement wouldn't work. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. It did- unless they required it not to, like, unless that's one of the requirements they didn't specify. Because- or like all that but time staring the movie- at the door and they couldn't get in, they could have just blasted it, but now this time it worked? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and how do they even know where in the castle to be blasting? Well, Filter's been sitting out there the whole time, remember? Yeah, but the door can move. Apparently, but not in the movie, not apparently. Well. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, the door moves, but the room's still in the same spot in the movie. That's true. Because remember, the door opened on the other side, but yeah. it's still yeah. the same room. It just opens on the other door wall. And she does it with a Bombarda Maxima, of course. Of course. I mean, there should not be a, a spell powerful enough. 
that could that could that could get through this castle like that. I mean, oh, I guess you know the ba- Battle of Hogwarts messed the castle up pretty good but, too. Well, but, exactly. What are they going to do for the Battle of Hogwarts with, when the when the castle really is, you know? And all those all those months with you don't think that the, that if if they have broken into it once before, now the Death Eaters in Book Seven would know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Thank yeah, you, Melissa. Yeah. Thank you, exactly. It just Thank defies you. logic. It makes exactly. no sense. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. It, I mean, they're going to have to explain it differently, I guess. <laughs> That's true. One of my favorite things from book seven, though, is when you open, you know, you go and you see them all hanging out in there. It is like, me, too. Because all the different colors, all the colors have bled into one. All the houses are together. I loved it. I love that scene. All the different banners I mean, maybe are they'll in the have- room. Yes. Maybe they'll figure it out. They'll say that they like reinforced it somehow or some maybe. crap. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in here. Or maybe the carols. Or you can always just say like, they can just say like, or Hermione can be like, well, they never required it not to be broken down before. And now it's like, since that's part of the requirement. Say that again, Frankie. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I didn't realize I was doing it until halfway through, <laughs> so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, if we're going to get through oh, the more of yes. this, we got to yes. keep going. Okay. All right, John, yeah. so here we go. Do your Bombardia thing. Come on, I like when you do that. Bombardia <laughs> Maxima. <laughs> and then we have... And they're through... What's that little... And it's detention. Uh-huh. Isn't no, that little kid? No, it's not kid? detention quite yet, is it? it don't no. we have the scene with Dumbledore right now? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, detention for the kids, but the, yeah. they get they Harry gets trotted off to... Uh, to Dumbledore's office to one of my favorite scenes ever in any Harry Potter book. <laughs> Why? And uh, I think, is that? Dolish, I think it? they did it pretty well. Well, oh, I think it is because Dolish. There is, is a pretty big confrontation with Dolish and Dumbledore that left chills. There's a deleted scene upon many. That yeah, Dolish. Um, the reason he didn't win the fight against. Uh, Dumbledore is because he was eating a Chipotle burrito. Oh, he had a cramp. <laughs> yeah, he got a cramp. See, I thought what happened was that Dolish had spent, you know, two weeks prior to this helping, you know, evacuate sick children from this other wizarding town. Uh-huh. He had stayed up for like 36 hours straight, all Jack Bauer like, and, you know, there's only so much a man can do, wizard or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how do we think? How do we think Michael Gambon handled this scene? Uh, I think he did it. I liked it. You know, I I will. Ah, I thought we might come to this little particular snap or hurdle or something. I, I yeah. for that moment, the way he delivered that line, that was that was Dumbledore. You know, I, I like yeah. that. You know, he had a good. He had a good. And the only thing missing is what's always missing. I think is that fun little twinkle and smile in his eye. He always just kind of amused with every situation. Yeah. Yeah, he had a little, didn't he? That is a very good observation. Didn't he wink at Harry? He did. He did. He winked. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. it was a little, you know. He tried. It was good. It, it wasn't was. quite the Dumbledore that I thought. Yeah. You know. I agree. But then when he raised that, that effect was just spectacular. I thought that yeah. whole fox boom thing was beautiful. That was really dang cool. And if that's how he always teleports with him or whatever, then that is sick. Do you think he feels the heat when he does that, though? No. I don't know. No, Fox's, Fox's inhalation stuff is heat-free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would, he would not burn somebody. I would, I would imagine that he, it, it is very fiery, but Dumbledore has a, such understanding of the elements and his magical skills that allows him to use it anyway. So an amateur trying to do it would not be well, able plus, to. Well, plus, isn't, you know, Phoenix Tears, baby. I mean, he'd be healing him right up, you know? If he's, well, that's right. Good call. <laughs> Build in instant reparo right there, I guess. I don't know. But then, wasn't it every single time I saw that, no matter where I saw that, the line that was delivered afterwards by Kingsley never failed to get a laugh. It just... Yeah, that's true. And the way... I saw it five times in the theater and every time. I take small issue with it being Kingsley and I know you can't introduce the portraits at this this stage of the game, but I take issue with it being the guy in the dashiki, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's 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 like a it's like a stereotype. He's got style, you know, like the whole. I don't know. It's like a, it's it's a it's a it's a bad race stereotype, and I, I I'm it's only slight here, but I still uh, I still take a little bit of issue. Mm. Phineas Nagellas has a lot less uh, cash associated with saying that statement than 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 you know the guy who's supposed to be like Shaft, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought of it in that respect, but I can see what you yeah. what you mean. I guess it, w- it would have been cool to have it. I th- it's neat to see the portraits interacting with Dumbledore like that because right. we haven't well, really. Right. I mean, even even they were talking. I think they were talking off camera, 
weren't they? Yeah, it, it takes. Well, he talked to them um, when the when Mr. Weasley right. was attacked. Right. Yeah, because yeah. The two of them right. looked when, when and got him. Yeah, walked away. I thought so. Yeah, but and then he's like, Look at me. I love it. Also, just Phineas, takes a moment though. away from the. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, and it, it takes a moment away from the end of book seven too. You know. Yeah, that's true. We don't know this going in. That's true. That's a good point. Like, oh, they're there on the walls instead of oh my god, look, don't look. Headmasters, you know? Yeah, because I, I so enjoy Sir Cadogan, even though he's a psychopath, you know? Yeah. He's oh, just Sir hysterical. Cadogan. I mean, <laughs> he's such an amazing character. So yeah. funny. And I wanted that I wanted that interaction, you know, and you have, you know, the fat lady back and going getting drunk with Vi and her friend Violet or whatever. And, you know, I just think that's so funny, you know? It's just like real people. <laughs> I, I would have liked to see it, but I can see why they would cut that in a film, but still, you know. Yeah. Just, you know. All right, so what happens next, folks? Violet. All right, because it had Cho, right? And the next scene, is that is that when they're like dissing Joe or Cho when she's like standing in the hallway and they all like kind of like ignore? Well, yeah, because they all, they all figured Cho and not notably that we know by now the Joe's, Cho's friend. Oh, right. Um, right at the oh, gang out. I miss the sneak. I love the fact the that... No, we're not up to that. We're not amazing. up to that yet. That's when, that's when they're in Umbridge's office, guys. Oh no! I'm sorry. That—that's when they're in front of the room of requirement door that we see that it's Cho, and we don't know until after, until until Umbridge's office that it was Rita serum. This is just. What? No, no, Percy, Percy. No, she was there when they bombarded her. Didn't Draco have right. her? Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I said by the room of requirement wall. Draco had her, and then we don't find out that it was because of Rita serum until. Oh no no no! John was saying that it's the time when they're leaving the Great Hall and they kind of snub. Um, yeah, they yeah. Snub they're her. all pissed because no, they had detention yeah. and they Phil, saw show outside. Phil just putting up a notice that she's now the headmaster. Right, but don't they walk by? Je- I thought they walked okay. by by Cho and like snub her there. Maybe I mean, not it's right all the, within minutes not, of each other. It's just it's not what happens next. They have yeah, it is. I think it is. No, because they put up the, the I'm look I'm watching it. They put up the Inquisitorial Squad notice. The Filch is taking down all the portraits. But they don't walk by Cho in that scene. Not yet. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. We're just not up to that yet. Okay, sorry. Filch is taking down all the portraits. It's she's removing all the all the information from all over the walls. Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't happen in the books, did it? No. Taking all the they taking all the portraits that. down. Yeah, he's knocking them out uh-huh. of their frames. Where do they go? Yeah, I don't know. That's See, that's weird. why I didn't really care for that. And I guess it is a nice way of saying the whole, like, oh, it's the control and, and it's censorship and all that jazz. So I, I get it, and I, but it was just one of those things I'm like, oh, that's yeah. weird. I mean, it is, it is a visual way to demonstrate how she's taken some of the color out of Hogwarts a little bit. Uh, there's not as much, you know, fun and lightheartedness. It's yeah. very dreary and dull. And how information is her biggest is her biggest fear. The freedom of information is a big fear of hers. Yeah. And then we get to detention. So they're all they're all doing. Are they? They all have the same um, quills that Harry had for his detention yeah. using the blood. Just creepy stuff. Mm. So you have that creepy shot of Umbridge sitting and like enjoying all the pain. Yeah. 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 That was and all her weakness, oh, and she's enjoying weird. it. Yeah. Sitting in Dumbledore's chair. And so I mean I, I remember when we uh, when we saw a promotional picture at one point, we saw the uh, the hand and the the blood text saying something like I will not break rules and we're like oh no they changed the they right, changed it right. from I will not tell lies but it was really the other detention the kids had their right, we will not break rules and that's something invented for the film as well because she doesn't give mass attention to the kids using those quills does she. Yeah. No, but which is weird. So. They never really mention right. what happens to the kids. You'd have to think that maybe yeah. they did get. Well, I mean, I I really like that. Yeah. Inter- like you know, the I think it's effective, and I think it was a nice segue into getting the whole Fred and George because like the next scene is when the, the little boy sitting outside, right? Well, first they random student Harry has that moment where he wants to like give up and. Yeah, he's like, oh, I have a hard life, and <laughs> Ron Hermione's all like, no, it's okay. I'm, yeah, but then Hagrid. We're, we're, and Hagrid's like, I'm going to sneak up on you and ask you to come do crap for me for a while. Or introduce you to Grop, maybe? <sighs> you know, yeah, here we go, Grop. Can we talk about no, Grop? Grop. <laughs> sure, go for it. I don't we've, like Grop. We've got to talk about Grop. Why do we have Grop? I just think this whole plot line. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Grop alive? <laughs> 
And the whole Thank little you. Trixie Bell with his little dingling bell in the forest. I mean, I get why they're trying to, to you know, say, oh, isn't he sweet? And he has a little little crush. And we have the little, you know, Fay Ray moment King, and all that. You know, I mean, I just... King Kong moment. Yes. It's just... <sighs> this is the part I just kind of, like, sighed. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they spent so much time on this where they could have spent <sighs> elsewhere. Yeah. You know? Yes. I mean, give I me know. the woes of Mrs. Weasley over Grop in this forest scene yes. any day. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Grop. I guess. Yeah. I and I. I don't know. Were the effects okay on him? I don't know. I just was just so. I didn't want to watch. You know. I mean, at, at times they're really good. It's always a really hard thing to have a digital character pick up a human and make it look like it's actually happening. I mean, you, you had that. Very recently with Enchanted, you had that with King Kong, obviously. You have that a lot of places, various degrees of, of success. And, and it's, it's a mix between actually, you know, rigging up and filming a character with like a, like a, like a, a blue screen contraption that's shaped like the hand. Or they just make the whole character, the whole human character, a digital character as well. It's always, it's always tricky, but I, I think... I think they did it, you know, a pretty good job, to be honest. And it, and it's definitely a very long wait that from the the troll in the dungeon. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> There's a troll in the dungeon. And when the and when Neville the falling off swinging the roof. upside down, do something. What? what? Anything. Anything. <laughs> Swish and flick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we have to do a commentary for that one. Oh. Um, okay, so then we then oh, one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. I may vomit when he sees the picture of James and Lily. Though interestingly, knowing what we know now, I don't think he sees he'd be so blasé about standing in the middle of Harry's memory and seeing Lily. I agree. Actually, he was obsessed with her. Yes, he was. He wouldn't just brush that off. Okay, I guess he would see them then because it's, it's Harry's memory. It wasn't the real mirror. Yeah. So, yeah. No, he sees it, and it's so interesting because we see him in book seven clinging to that one scrap of paper with her name on it, and yet you, he he wouldn't react differently to seeing her in the flesh. Maybe it's just the fact that he sees James there as well, and it's reminded of their relationship. The fact that they didn't, yeah. you know, yeah. that's her, her. Maybe they just you know, went for a funny probably, line in the movie. I think that's what they went for, but I think you can argue it the other yeah. way too. Did ha- and seeing Harry being the fruit of their union, it's kind of like. Mm. I've got a random question about the mirror, though. At, at the time when Harry saw his parents in the mirror, had he ever seen a picture of them previously to know what they would have looked like? No. He just is, knew. Is the magic that powerful that the mirror knows what his parents looked like? Yeah, yeah I think the, the mirror yeah. knows. The mirror pulls his desire in, from him and displays it. What, what, okay. was, was, did Dumbledore arrange for that mirror, for him to find that mirror? I always wondered then. Well, that's a he very said, deep question. I think he did, didn't he? Didn't he set it up? No. That's a canon conundrum. Yeah, it is. It. I, mean, I mean, now that I think about like all the things that we learned in book seven, about how he had all this stuff planted down. See, I would say no until, but then think, looking at the light in book seven, I would argue yeah, yes. I thought no. in book five he said he did. Did he? Okay. I, I bet, bet he did. I bet, you know, at the time of book one, he was still curious. Like Snape said, everybody was curious as to what's going on in this kid's head. And is he the next big thing or the next dark thing? And I'm sure Dumbledore would be curious to know if he had an opportunity to put Harry in front of the Mirror of Erised. What Harry would have as his heart's desire would be a very telling bit of information. I'm looking at Order of the Phoenix and the line, there's a line, the flaw in the, pe- in the plan in, in the end of Order of the Phoenix. I didn't even, never even realized that. Thing. There's a what? A flaw. There's a line when, wow. uh, the flaw in the plan. You don't see the flaw in the plan. I forgot about that. He said that he, lo- he loved him too much. Yeah, he had it all oh. planned out the entire time. Wow. Five oh, years ago then you arrived at Hogwarts. Writer. Oh, there's another, there's another, yet there was a flaw in another one. <laughs> um, you rose magnificently to the challenge that faced you sooner, much sooner. Than I anticipated. No, he doesn't say it here. Hmm. I'm sorry. That would be a good mm. canon thing. I think, I don't know. I'll yeah. just talk about that. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. So, okay. okay sorry. Fine. I got us I, I got us off track as usual. Okay. Quiet. Nah. So, yes. More, more occlumency. Right, John? A little, a tiny bit more occlumency. And we, we did um, not see Lily. Is that right? Did we not? We did not see her. No. Not in Snape's memory. 
I just I gotta say I'm really happy for this scene because he he speaks as much as as odious as Snape can be. Sometimes he really speaks to him like an adult. Like, get over it. This is a responsibility. This mm-hmm. sucks for you. I'm sorry. There are bigger problems. Everybody has problems. Get over it and learn. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that's and true. I, I kind of like that. Somebody says that to Harry in this movie. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, because that's Take what he needed to. For your actions. Yeah. 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 You know, being a jerk. <laughs> Come on. I thought Snape, I thought Alan Rickman did a great job with the scene. And I thought at yeah. the end, later on, when he's getting, you know, I don't know, with this being poisoned and it just, I don't know. I, I enjoy Mr. Berkman so much, but I just thought he did a good job with this. Yeah. You know? I really love this room, by the way. His dungeon? The, this dungeon and all the potion vials everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a cool freaking room to think actually existed in a set somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so ornate and intricate, and awesome. and and the fact that the set designers took time to put the stuff and they labeled it, you know, as such. I, I, I love yeah. that. No, it's so cool. Can you imagine that's how much why I more like the aromatherapy stuff from Bands and Body Work. How much more detail is there that we'll never see? It's that's just the case in every set, but sets like that, sets like the Weasley Kitchen, just well. Oh, it's but so you need awesome. that. You need that level yeah. of um, saturation, so it makes it that much more. I really readable. hope that's one of the things they put on that exhibition. You know, that big tour. I would love if they would do stuff like if they would put like Snape's thing in there. Re- recreations of yeah. Uh, sets? yeah, probably. Well, I mean, Snape's room. I mean, that's pretty iconic. I mean, Snape's the dungeon. You know, his potions room. Yeah, It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, now we get so, to Snape's memory. Yeah. I'm glad that they did it, even though I think they totally missed the point. Well, I just thought of something. I just thought it like two seconds ago. What if they did film it all? And when they do it in number what? six, what if they did film the whole thing with Lily, with the mudblood thing? I imagine they did. And what if they're just saving it for seven and showing or Harry staying in there longer? That's possible. It's possible because what if they they filmed it but they just cut it for time, and then now they realize in hindsight, wow, that's a legitimate piece of footage we already I made. Definitely Let's use it for the seventh one. I'll definitely give you the hindsight argument. I cannot say the foresight argument would apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you think that that Joe would have told them? Maybe she didn't know that they yeah. had done that because that, you think you think that somebody would or somebody would have said to them, "Hey, there's a Lily thing that happens there. That's kind of why people think it's important." You know? Yeah, I mean. You think they would have they'd sit down with Joe and watch the the film with her before they like say okay final cut we're done. No, they don't. I don't think. I, they don't. I know it's a. It's, I, I'm. Okay, I mean, at the, at the time yeah. that they were doing editing this, she was coming up with all the deathly pre Deathly Hollows stuff. Right. But yeah. I wonder if she's any more involved now at this point. Well, I don't. Know. Well, I don't even know if she needs to be. They'd have more the free time are... to visit more and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe but, she I mean, will like, for like seven, you know? I mean, now that she has yeah, all that pressure you, done, yeah. you know? She can go and... Yeah. But the source material is complete. You're right. The source material is complete. It's not as important anymore. Right, but yeah. So as long as people have read the books and understand the books, which obviously these people have, we should be fine. This really was the last film that they've had to make without having a completed... Uh, canon to work right on. so that means they have a, I was just going to make a smart remark so they have no excuse to mess up on Half-Blood Prince so okay <laughs> no, <laughs> no excuses to mess up well the, I was looking at the scene and I, I I'm kind of mad they didn't more establish the four of them it would have been such a nice moment to actually see, see who was clearly serious and who was clearly Pettigrew they really just kind of focused on James right which I get I understand you know but yeah it's neat, but it's not necessary. No, it would have been neat, is what I'm saying. I mean, it would, it would have been neat to find out who made the effing Marauders map, too. But, but it's, one of, it's one of those things that we really wish, and I bet even the filmmakers really yeah. wish, would have got, would have, you know, would have made it. But it, it, instead, it's mm. like this group mentality and just James as the only bully, when he was really part of this bullying yeah. group. I mean, they could have added some lines there and been like, yeah, serious, or like, leave him alone, alone wormy. Whatever. Wormy. I thought I thought, thought James and Sirius made it. The map. And Lupin, Lupin was in it, though. I mean, that's pretty advanced magic, though, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, I guess. What's that? Which to one? To make the map itself. I mean, that's pretty advanced magic. Oh, the yeah. map. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh the map. I would, I would imagine Lupin had a heavy hand in that. Easy. I thought you meant the teasing. Yeah. But then they, they made a point saying that... Uh, Sirius and James were quite yeah. talented. Snape kicks him out, and then we have the scene with Umbridge in the hallway and the little kid crying. Yep. 
tiny little cute moment here. Oh, okay. Weasley twins getting resolved about leaving. Right. It's a good it moment. It was a good moment, actually, I thought. And it was a nice, uh, a nice way of communicating that because in the because um, we don't you don't see so much of Umbridge's oppression in the, in the movie. You just see she's more of an annoyance yeah. with all the signs she puts up in that montage, which is good. But I think it was a nice reason for them to um, kind of like the last straw for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because like here you got this movie. Everybody's like, "Oh, Umbridge, she sucks." Wow, wow. Well, you know, we're crying about it. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine how bad it would have been that the seventh year with the Death Eaters running the show and the Carol's in there right. and Neville beat, get beat up and bloody and everything. And when they see him, it's like, geez, you'd think this was yeah. a cakewalk with Umbridge here. Everybody's all yep. grumpy. But it, it did. It really enforced and took up that slack for the, the lack of the Fred and George storyline. You know, I mean, it just, that was, you're right, Frankie, I thought it, it did really good. It gave good transition because... You just hated Umbridge. I mean, Imelda Staunton is brilliant in her role. I think she's just perfect as Umbridge, and you just... She did it very nice, because she played the whole, um... <laughs> I just wanted to slap her when she was just there, you know, oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. Because <laughs> uh, Umbridge is a special type of evil. She plays that ambiguity, and, like, that's why I would even... Like the whole when Umbridge ran the school, I don't even, like. I guess the Carols would be worse, but at least you know what you're facing with the Carols. Yeah. You know, like with Umbridge, she has that whole level of this like s- this false sweetness and like this yeah. ambiguity of like, oh, I'm doing the ministers. Hmm. So that's just a whole other form of evil. Like you can't, it's it's you can't even touch it because you don't know where the edges are. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know why I said that, so I apologize. That was a little segue. No. Moving along. Well, I think actually, I mean, after this is the owls and then we're off to the ministry and we already have, this is like a 33-minute recording. Yeah. So, should it, should we... Well, we have the big the big fireworks. I know, but do you want to end it here? Do you want to wait? Or do you want to... That's a good way to start up last time, because that's a nice one to talk about. What, the fireworks? Yeah, that's a great yeah. scene. Yeah, because I guess that leads right into fireworks uh-huh. happen, hurrah, hurrah, yeah. and then Harry Harry's, collapses. Harry's, He's Harry's like, oh, we got to get to the ministry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. let's do that then. Cool. But first, we're going to get captured. All right, well then let's do that next week. Cool beans. Cool. Awesome. Today's podcast is brought to you by AudibleKids.com. It's a one-of-a-kind community of parents and educators and their children with a shared interest in reading books and re- listening to audiobooks. It's good stuff. So they're sponsoring us this week, and if you go to AudibleKids.com, Slash Pottercast, I believe you will get a free audiobook download of your choice from their site filled with um, a whole lot of different titles and different books to read. So check that out. They're sponsoring us this week. So give them, give them, a, give them a once over, twice over. It's a good time. Welcome to Scribby 5, the five-minute podcast of the Leaky Cauldron's premier essay project, Scribulous. I'm Erin Urkalthios, and with me today, I have Linda or Mosaic. One that April with his sure assorter, the drocht of March hath pierced to the rota. <gasps> Linda, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, I'm just getting ready for the essay we're going to talk about today. Wow, which it's about exactly what? Chaucer, of course, Erin. Don't you recognize Middle English when you hear it? I guess not. I do remember the Ch- that Chaucer essay, though. That's the one from issue 24, right? Yep, that's the one. The essay is called Chaucer, J.K. Rowling, and All of Us. In it, the author, Fidea, shows the numerous parallels between Chaucer's Canterbury Tales and the Harry Potter series. Yeah, I found it a really interesting essay. What was your favorite thing about it? Well, I was really surprised to learn that there are a lot of similarities between the way the two stories are constructed. The Canterbury Tales is a series of stories told by a group of characters traveling on a pilgrimage to the town of Canterbury. Each character has a chance to tell a story about anything he or she wants to. Kind of like how in The Deathly Hallows, Rowling gives us a series of stories told by different characters. There are chapters titled Creature's Tale, The Tale of the Three Brothers, and The Prince's Tale. Not to mention the tale of Albus Dumbledore told from multiple perspectives through the book. 
Exactly, and that's just in the seventh book. Throughout the series, we learn the tales of Regulus Black, Tom Riddle, the Weasleys, Remus Lupin, Dobby, and tons of other characters. Rowling brings together all these different characters to tell their stories, just like Chaucer did. What about you, Erin? What was your favorite part? Oh, I really like the Fidelia's commentary on the tale of the three brothers. Oh, I love that part of Deathly Hallows. Great story. Yes, I agree. But did you realize that Chaucer had a very similar story in the Canterbury Tales? One of Chaucer's characters, the Pardoner, tells a tale about three men who seek out death in order to kill him. As they are trying to find death, they come across a large amount of gold. Because of their greed, the men plot to kill each other, so each can have the gold for himself. The men succeed, and in the end, all of them have died. Turns out that they found death after all. Almost exactly like the tale of the three brothers, but not quite. Rowling's tale ends very differently, with the youngest brother living and meeting death as a friend. Right. Fidelia provides a possible explanation for the difference in the stories, but I don't want to give it away. So you'll have to go read it on our site, www.scrivulous.com. You mentioned the partner, Aaron. That reminds me. Fidelia found a fascinating connection between the partner and a character in the Harry Potter series. She says, The partner is a physically repulsive fellow. The pilgrims, it is hinted, dislike the partner for his appearance, the suggestions of vice and deviancy about him, and for his sharp tongue. The partner knows very well that he is disliked among the pilgrims. He is a man fully aware of his vices and virtues, and cares not a whit what the assembly thinks. Remind you of anyone, Aaron? Well, let me think about it. Um, could it be Severus Snape? You got it. The question Chaucer raises with the partner is whether or not a bad person can do good deeds. The partner is supposed to pardon people for their sins and sell them indulgences so they can get out of purgatory quickly, but instead he overcharges them and keeps the money, uncaring about the people's eternal souls. But at the same time, he tells moving sermons that convict and save people. Snape, too, is a deeply flawed character. He doesn't seem to care at all about other people, except Lily, of course. Right, but despite how selfish and vile he tends to be, he still does some good deeds. He is, after all, the person who stayed true to Dumbledore and protected Harry so that Harry could give up his life to save the wizarding world. How does a person so seemingly immoral do something so good? Hmm, that's a very good question. One that I don't think we have time to answer here. Good thing we can debate this question in our forums. That's for sure. You know, there is one last thing that Fidelia talks about in her essay. What's that? She compares us as fans to the pilgrims in the Canterbury Tales, each of us on a journey. We took a journey with Harry through the books, and we're still trying to discover all the different facets and motivations of the characters. There's so much to learn and about them and about Rowling's world that we could probably discover new information for years to come. I guess that's the sign of a good book, isn't it? I mean, the Canterbury Tales was written in the 14th century, and people are still reading and discussing it almost 700 years later. Of course, we can't predict how long the Harry Potter books will survive, but it's nice to know that Rowling has given her books enough depth that we can think about them for years and learn something new every time we open them. Well said, Linda. That's all the time we have for this week. Make sure to read this and other essays at www.scribulus.com and join our discussions on our forums in the Leaky Lounge. And see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, John. Hey, what? Do you have an update on what's going on with the acting troupe? I would love to. This is my favorite thing to talk about. The acting Because troupe? here's what's happening. We played all of the first rounds of auditions. Um, we are going to put up a page on Pottercast.com that has all three polls for all of those parts of the first round. Once Alex Robin, senior staff, leaky member, all around, all around good guy, gets these polls up and working. And on top of each poll will be the chunk of, of the show where we played those files so you can listen to them again um, to remind yourself because it's been a while. Once we get uh, that working, we'll give you about a week to get that get the votes in and uh, we're going to call back the biggest vote getters in each poll. And um, Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty back. much like a call back. Uh, the four of us here and, and Meg, an additional writer we have joining Meg, uh, her name is Joe. She's British. Not, yeah, <laughs> she's from Britain. Not the actual yeah. uh, Miss Joe Rowling. <laughs> I was like, what? Don't tell them. Uh, but... <laughs> That's supposed to be if she mystery. writes it, it won't be fanfic. It'll be It'll Joe fic. Yeah, I love Joe fic. <laughs> Can I explain sure. something? Joe is the person, um, her name is Joe Mativia. She came into 
my my book, my project about two months before my first deadline. Oh. She helped me like run my life and and do research, and she was fantastic. She has a really pure love for Potter, a really wonderful writing style, a really great outlook. So I'm so excited that she's the one who's going to come into this. She's just great. That's brilliant. And she loves the Hufflepuff. That is cool. That is awesome. Cool. I would love to meet. Where is she from? She is from wow. England. Wow. So she doesn't live here. She loves the Hufflepuff suit. Oh, well, there you go. The Hufflepuff love from England. Gotta love that. So she can correct us like if we... In fact, Hannah Abbott should make an appearance in this fic. I can well, almost see, guarantee it. I, I want to I play a Hufflepuff, too, but I don't want to be, you know, greedy and play all the Hufflepuffs. Oh, no. Now, the four of us, there will be there will be little roles for us to throw in lines or two here and there. But, uh, but something else we'll put out a call for as I'm talking right now is um, looking for people who may be interested and uh, any kind of crew role in this little production, which uh, can be anything from just helping coordinating our actors and helping formatting scripts if we need to do that and that kind of stuff. So if you want to be part of this and you didn't send an audition or maybe you did send an audition and aren't too sour about not having it been played and still want to help out, send us another email to staff at podcast.com with um, uh, podcast acting troupe crew in the subject line and we will get in contact with you. Uh, I think we've already had a few people uh, offering their services with stuff like music and sound effects, so it's going to be a pretty cool uh, little production. These are the people who like to make sure the stage is swept nice, and they put the avion water yeah, in, the, exactly. in the actor's dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> no, something like that. Something like that. But uh, anyway, all good things. All good yeah, stuff. I mean, so. I know, I know. I just uh, said, you know, I don't drink I said avion, but I meant Pellegrino. Hey, so I got a great line for the All French thing. It's week two. What? Well, there is a character who stands up at okay. the Hufflepuff Let's table, hear. Deathly Hallows, <gasps> and in French, yes, the word yes, I got to tell you go. soon. Okay, I bring it on. It's poof souffle yes. My for Hufflepuff. P o u f souffle like a cake. What? What? Poof in souffle. French. Ernie. We know what it means <laughs> in other places or in British slang. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You know what? I looked it up, and it's so we're happy cakes. We're puffy cakes. We're like like it's a like, like a cream puff. Oh jeez! There's cake. so many places I can take this right now. I can't even. I mean. <laughs> you shut up! I mean, over it's there. just too easy. I think I just have How to shut up. Souffle? I can't even. It's like a magician's magazine. But you know that makes sense though, because remember, as Joe revealed about Helga Hufflepuff, she was known for her charms and doing feasts. So that makes sense that we are honored by by food. I think that's a good sign. I will take it positively, John Noe. I will not hear any disparaging. Poof is just... I, I think well, let's just say cakes. happy cakes is that's what it, it is. Happy, happy. Happy, yes, happy cake. Happy cake. Frank, what was your line <laughs> in French? My French sentence, okay. There were a few people who got close, but no one got it right on. But that's probably my fault because I speak caveman French, and I probably don't speak oh. it correctly. Um, because, m- mind you, I took this when I was a sophomore, I'll say junior, in, uh, my freshman year to my junior year in high school. So it's been like 12 years since I took French 1. But it, I said, my cat's name is Sassy, and she goes to the library in the cheese. Why does she go into the cheese? Wait, she goes to the library in the cheese. Because I didn't cheese. know. remember how to say on. And so on the cheese. When I remembered how to say you know in what it the cheese. Me of? I just figured it was Swiss cheese. So she's sitting in one of the holes and she rolls the library. Uh, Eddie Izzard, of course. La Sange. That makes more sense. He was a monkey. He was a cheeky monkey. <laughs> yes. Don't get that joke. No one else. Exactly. Speaking of Eddie Izzard. Aww. So we won't ruin this, but he he is the mouse wow. in Narnia. Yes. Yes. So we probably shouldn't elaborate anymore. I love <laughs> him though. He's so funny. <laughs> It's wonderful. It's really wonderful. Narnia! Narnia! For Narnia! No, I haven't seen it until this weekend. Don't tell we me. Didn't. Don't ruin it. I don't want to know. It's incredible. Yeah. If you get through this movie without thinking about the princess Back bride. To the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. Hello. My name is Indigo what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He could have stabbed your face. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, pretty much. The what? 
The hot yeah. Prince Caspian? Oh, and Caspian. He's a cute, a attractive man. Um. Right. Yes. He's, I, all I got to say is Susan yeah. is a B.A. Because oh, she's with awesome. the arrows? Oh, my God. She is. She's a, she's a total B.A. She's the biggest B.A. of the B.A.s. Yeah. Totally. And then, then she was all like, mm, I'm going to cool. make on me some Caspian. And Caspian's like, all right, let's make out. And then she's like, sorry, I'm moving. Like, oh, I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. Yeah. I can't tell you. We won't comment on the reasons for that, John. No, not the other way. The girl's like, oh, I'll finally make out with you. Oh, crap, I'm moving. Dang it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, I have a question. What are you guys doing next weekend? Are you going someplace special? Is there something fun coming up? Can we talk about we this? We are. It's going to be posted on Leaky. It should be posted on Leaky by now. But we are doing a live podcast at Florida Con, Florida Supercon. And, um, Supercon, Fort Lauderdale. It's a big convention. Lots yeah. of fun stuff. And we got lots of Harry Potter actors coming there, too, including Oliver Phelps. Yes. Devin Murray, Stan Ionevsky, Natalia Tana. Um, yep. And one of the doubles for Rupert, right? Devin Murray. Yep. All right. Well, okay. That's fun. That'll be so cool. Is that a... Will that be your first con? Because I've never been to one of those conventions, and I, I really am looking forward to going to one, but I've never been to any of these. Like, you know. To what? Have you ever been to one? To one of these conventions, you know, these like, you know, where they have all the different star. I've been to Comic Con, but that's it. Yeah, I think it's more similar to something like a Comic Con than it is like yeah. our um, fan convention kind of things, because there's never there's more fandoms represented there, of course. But Frankie, you're gonna go to uh, Terminus. Yeah, that's right. The full podcast crew with Terminus is going to tear crap up. Ah, it's cool. Woohoo! Your first live big show, Frankie. We're going to square dance because we can. We're working on a tour. We're working Uh-oh. on a tour. Did we just say that? Yes, we did. We didn't just well, why, say that. What? Oh, why? Why? Why is it stupid? Nothing's final yet. Nothing's final yet. It's not. We okay, mentioned it last week. They were comments okay. about it. We'll let you know when it's actually happening and dates. We. we we would love to come to all your cities, guys, but we... We should do it from Florida to California to help John move his stuff uh, over to his no. new apartment. No, 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 no. <laughs> that that no. would be a nice no. drive, too. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I might be doing that anyway, actually. Might be driving from Florida to California. We... Didn't we kind of almost pretty much that did equal year? mileage I mean, kinda, to that trip. Sorta. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys and gals. Man, wow. It's been it's been real. It's been an amazing yeah. show. But now it's time to say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. To to all our I'm singing Mickey because I'm going there tomorrow. Yeah. It's Harry Potter Disney World Day. Oh, that's right, Potter. H A R. Wait, how Harry Potter? H A R R Y. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Because we're ruining it, Melissa. Harry Potter. Have you guys all met Mickey Mouse? I've never Check met out my Facebook. I have, Mouse. like, all the new pictures of me and Mickey, me and Minnie, me and Goofy, me and Pluto, me and Donner and Blitzen, <laughs> and Common and Cupid. Calm down, name dropper. Yeah. Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> uh, these are my big friends. I can call Mickey right now and see if I got friends in high places. It. Anyway, until next time, boys and gals, keep twiddling those dials. Oh, okay. The next password will be Poof Souffle. <laughs> keep faith. Keep each other safe. is free. Oh, and about time to. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs>